listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I am your host, Matt Weinstein. We got the three of us here in the studio today. Across from me, we got the six foot six on paper, Mark Sanger. And to my left, the modern day Kalimaraja, Chris Klimazuski. Guys, a huge week of professional wrestling. I don't know where to jump in first. Yeah, it was an absolutely crazy week. Uh, I mean, Survivor Series, it's, it's Sunday, obviously. There's so many things going on, and everything changed. Over, it's, My mind is blown. Literally mind explosion. Mark couldn't have said it better. I'm watching all the thi- Monday Night Raw, watching SmackDown, watching NXT. I was just like, after every show. It's Chris Klimazuski, our resident SFX guy. But the big thing is Sunday night, you know, the day before Raw, a week away from Survivor Series, we know what we're getting. And then one by one, everything starts to change. I didn't know what I wanted to start with first, but we got something here that I think deserves top billing. Oh, the official! Incidental contact in the official! Oh, wait a minute! Daniel Bryan with a low blow! What the the hell was that about? What's Bryan thinking? Guys, the official didn't see it. The official had been knocked down. The official didn't see the low blow by Daniel. Bryan's got a crazed look in his eyes right now. Styles, Styles can't even stand. Styles in trouble. The running knee. Daniel Bryan, the cover. Daniel Bryan is WWE champion. Here is your winner and the new WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. Once you think you have the biggest news of the week, of Becky Lynch not being able to compete at Survivor Series, the WWE goes and gives you a Daniel Bryan, not only a championship victory, but a heel turn. What are you guys thinking as you're watching this? Loved it. Loved every second of it. I was so stunned that the WWE wrote this up for Daniel Bryan because, you know what, for so many years, he's been a babyface, been a babyface, been a babyface, been the face, literally almost the face of the company, right, right there with John Cena. And then... The week before Survivor Series, everyone was expecting AJ uh, Lesnar Part Two, but then no, the whole page turns. The whole the book was closed. They put, opened up a new book, and was just like, you know what, we're gonna put Daniel Bryan against Brock Lesnar and make him a heel. At that too, I'm like, whoa, loved every second of it. I think shock is the perfect word because. It's really hard nowadays for WWE to surprise me, I feel like. But I, w- I was just like, really? Wow. Like, you see him si- uh, sidestep the phenomenal forearm. He low blows him, then the running knees. And I was just like, oh, my God. And you make a good point. It's hard to surprise because everything nowadays, something will get leaked on the Internet. You'll find something. And you'll say, oh, big main event or big this. There was nothing. It no. was just you, we went into SmackDown. And on SmackDown, we found out, oh, AJ and Daniel Bryan are going to wrestle again. So Daniel Bryan puts his captain shit he gets rid of it he says i don't need to be the captain of the survivor series team i don't need to wrestle just give me another shot at aj styles so he loses that spot and now to beat aj styles not only 
does he win that WWE championship that he never lost way back in 2014? But now he gets the match that he, while he was injured, he has been so outspoken on wanting that match against the beast Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, I'm excited for it. It's a dream match for sure, but it's concerning a little bit. You know, Brock works really hard. He does all the German suplexes. You got to worry about Daniel Bryan's neck and his head. But I'm excited for it for sure. I don't know how it's going to unravel. I haven't really picked who I think is going to win yet, but... We'll and we'll, and we'll get and we'll get to predictions later on in the show, but you make a good point. I'm I am very nervous. You got to be concerned. You got to be because Brock, we know, isn't taking many bumps, which it could be a possible reason as to maybe giving Daniel Bryan instead of AJ Daniel Bryan can work more of a mat based heavier style. But Daniel Bryan gets thrown around with those German suplexes, and he's not going to want to take anything lightly. He's going to say, "Oh, yeah. I want you to hit me as hard as you can," because that's who Daniel Bryan is. But then we got to remember this is a guy who was quote unquote retired two years ago, ineligible to compete because of a neck injury. Concussions and neck yeah. issues. So it'll it'll be interesting to say the least. And that's the reason I thought even with Daniel Bryan coming back, this is a match we would never get to see. But now that we get to see it, it's on the horizon. Just today's Friday, just two days away. I'm you know, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. It's all my. I can't wait for this with this Lesnar Daniel Bryan match. And who knows what AJ is going to do if he interferes or what now, or even if Strowman interferes during that match. I think Survivor, this is going to be a great pay-per-view. This might be up there with the best pay-per-view on the year, I think. Just touching on what he said with AJ, now like you look at the aftermath, AJ's off the card. So how do, do you think he plays into this maybe? I'm not really sure. but So, yeah, there's definitely a spot for AJ. To, oh, maybe he'll get involved in this matchup. But before we get into the whole match, we'll, again, we'll, predictions will close the show. I'm very, very excited to see this Daniel Bryan heel turn. I think it's been a long time coming. At the beginning of his his WWE career, before he won the world title, before he was the guy, he was back and forth. He was a heel. He was a babyface. He was just trying to find his spot. And and Chris, like you said, once he was the guy, he's been the babyface. He's been the clear-cut face of the company. But in his past... When he, you know, when he won Money in the Bank, cashed it in, he was that, you know, he was that little sneaky, conniving heel that just all you wanted was for this guy to lose. And, you know, the bald-headed, long-bearded, and even back in his days of Ring of Honor as the American Dragon, this was a guy who was going to beat you down. He was going to take no prisoners, and he didn't give a damn what anybody had to say about it. That's the guy I hope we get with a heel Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, the... This heel Daniel Bryan move, I think, is and I read a report that he's been wanting to do this for a while now, too. He's been wanting to turn heel for a while, and I think this was actually just a, per- a perfect timing to do it, especially especially the, the last SmackDown before Survivor Series. And it's such a fresh start, because since Daniel Bryan has been back for almost a year at this point, he came back in uh, at WrestleMania, it was his first match, everything has been, oh yeah, it's Daniel Bryan, he'll have an incredible match with anybody, but what if we really got, other than quality matches, sure, but... We haven't really gotten any sort of great stories with him. We had the Miz feud, which to me kind of, they kind of just paused. We yeah. didn't get a clear finish. Otherwise, we haven't had much with Daniel Bryan. Now, a heel turn, a fresh start for him. We can get more matches with him and AJ. We could even see, you know, Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio for the WWE title. Jeff Hardy, guys like that. Andrade Cien Amos, whoever it is. The sky's the limit for this push. Yeah, I think like you said, uh, he's been back like a year now, hasn't really done 
much notable things besides his feud with The Miz. But now um, I think it was kind of like he's being tested by Vince and Triple H. Now they're like, all right, you've been back a year. You're healthy. You're good. We're ready to go. You, you got the belt. Let's do this. Yeah, that's another point. They don't want to. They they definitely didn't want to just have him come back. Oh, take the ball and run with it. We gotta we gotta start it slow because who knows how you're just feeling. Yeah, we're gonna clear you. So obviously they know he's good enough. But you know, one blow to the head. Who knows? Yeah. So we'll we'll move it on. To, you know That was 1A, big topic of the week. The other one, Becky Lynch, the man, the hottest performer in the company, invades Monday Night Raw and locks Ronda Rousey in her arm by the disarmor. The angle was amazing. I went, I went nuts, and then about 10 minutes later. Everything about the ending of Monday Night Raw was perfection. Yeah. It was great. It was so well done. Absolutely. No. I'm watching it. I'm doing my other show that I work on, and we have to mute the TV in there. So I'm watching it over like the my computer, and I'm seeing like I was like, <gasps> no, you can't, like I was like I couldn't believe that Becky did it and was doing it to Ronda. I was like stunned, but I loved it at the same time. I was like, yes, let's go, Becky Lynch, biggest biggest face of the company right now. So and she's getting comparisons to Stone Cold. I mean, maybe a little far to say, oh, she did this one thing, let's not get crazy, call her Stone Cold, but it's very Stone Cold-esque. That's as far as I'll go. So she's got her in the armbar, then she walks out to the ring to face off against, well, I think the number was seven or eight of the Raw women in the ring. Yep. And Becky just walking in there, you know, looking like a million bucks, and she say, yeah, I'm the, again, I'm the man. So the SmackDown women come out, we have this whole brawl, and, you know, nobody, nobody saw it in real time. You saw her get busted open. It wasn't, yeah. All we saw was her get busted open. When we said, "Oh, I bet she's got a broken nose," but that just makes it look so much. Uh, it looked, it looked better. amazing. It make it puts it over the top. But then, you know, about three, four o'clock Tuesday afternoon, we get the news: a broken nose, a concussion. Becky Lynch is out for Survivor Series, thanks to the right hand of Nia Jax. I thought it was so funny how Todd uh, Todd Phillips reported it on SmackDown. It was the first thing. It was like, yeah, Becky Lynch broken face. <laughs> I broken mean, face. I, I thought I thought it was funny the way he said it. it I guess sounded that's hilarious. to make it sound tougher, maybe a broken face sounds tougher than a broken nose. But I, don't know. I I just couldn't believe it. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me! And then we all started texting each other like, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna what's gonna happen with Ronda now and everything? We were all devastated. We we're like, wow, this is the match. Me personally, I know I was most excited for. They it. were billing that for the main event. I think for, for I saw that too. It was supposed to be the main event. And yeah, I bet it would have been. Now I bet we see Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar in the main event. Probably. And if they if Daniel Bryan didn't win the title, as much as I was looking forward to Brock AJ a second time, this show would have been all but ruined for me. Yeah. But now that we get this, it, it picks me up. Plus, we still have Ronda Charlotte, which with four days of, you know, with four days of build, still going to be an incredible match. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a lot of people, like, I was obviously really upset. We're all really upset. But um, a lot of people are saying this could be the best thing that could have happened for Becky. Because now it's like she becomes the WrestleMania match with Ronda instead of Charlotte, because Charlotte's doing it now. And there's a possibility that right away they flip the script and said, okay, we'll give you Charlotte right now. And Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch is potentially being talked about to close WrestleMania 35 live at MetLife Stadium. I'm down. All in. I'm signing me up for that. If that's the case, they were having a heated feud, too. If you saw between the shows and on social media A lot of Twitter and Instagram back and forth. It, yeah, they were going back and forth. Like, they were, like, selling it that these these girls don't like each other. 
Becky took a shot at like a UFC stuff, and I was I thought that was like, kind of like off limits. Sort of when Ro- when Ronda was like calling her out, be like saying like you were doing st- uh, being a stewardess on her. I thought that was so funny too. <laughs> They've been doing a really good job though of selling it though, like. And if it is, if it does become the main event at WrestleMania 35, I'm down with that. Definitely, that's it's, it's really hard to build a feud with like two people in different brands. But like they were doing it really well with the yeah. promos and Twitter. And it, okay, and I was gonna say, you can even even after that match or even before this match too, you can even build off of the two four horse women going against each other too as well. And now the biggest thing I got that tweet up. There were several, but the the biggest one to me at least. Becky Lynch responds to Ronda Rousey. Ronnie, when I get my face broke, I got up, owned you, then showed up the next day looking to fight some more. When you got your face broke, you hid for a year under your blankie. Your mind is as weak as your jaw, and I'm going to move heaven and earth to come destroy them both. Amazing. I... there's nobody better in the entire world than Becky Lynch. <laughs> She's not wrong when she said that, too. That's the, fu- that's the funny part. And look, everyone knows... I'll back Ronda 100%. We, I said it two weeks ago. and But she's absolutely right. Becky Lynch, she's adding fuel to this fire by even saying that, too, because Ronda did hide for like a year, like six months almost, and after she got knocked out by Holly Holm. So she's saying truth, and you're just adding more fuel to this fire and building it up so good. I can't wait for them to actually fight. And the, the coolest part is, is that, yeah, they were going back and forth on social media, but not until Becky Lynch was confirmed out and the match wasn't happening did it really start to heat up. Because now that this match isn't happening, somehow they got to keep this going because we're not going to get the proper payoff until at the very least WrestleMania, maybe the Royal Rumble. But obviously, obviously we're hoping for WrestleMania. That's still, you know, four or five months away. So I think from then on, we're just going to get bits and pieces of this feud through Twitter, through Instagram. Plus, we don't know how long Becky Lynch is going to be out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I saw one scenario might be her dropping the belt and then winning the Rumble and then challenging Ronda, which I think that makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, no one wants to see her relinquish the belt right now. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody thinking, oh, this is, you know, for the best. But, yeah, if she's got to be out for a little bit, you do think, yeah, she will have to drop that SmackDown women's title. I really hope not. I mean, maybe they can put, like, a, if she just has a broken nose, maybe they can put one of those, like, face masks on her and she wrestles with that. Hopefully, I don't know. A concussion, you're going to be out for, like, a couple a couple weeks. So They could probably give her a month, I would think, like, to, like, work around or have her come out, do, like, promos and stuff. But, like... Well, it depends. Yeah, it just depends on the severity of the concussion. It depends on each. She's got to take all those tests. She's got to go through protocol. And it's funny, uh, Chris, I didn't even realize until just now, you mentioned the, that word, concussion, when you talked about Tom Phillips saying, oh, she suffered a broken face. I feel like that is just they don't need to go on TV and say concussion, concussion, concussion because of all of the past history with concussions in the WWE, now in the NFL, just everything about concussions. The game has changed these past several years with, you know, that word concussion, concussion protocol, all of that. So they figure, yeah, she's got one. Let's just call it a broken face so we don't need to beat a dead horse. Yeah. At what point does WWE do something about Nia Jax? That's a really good question. I feel like they're past that point. I feel like it already should have happened. There's about seven or eight instances now of her just blatantly hurting people because of lack of care or... I don't think it's lack of care. I think it's just lack of... 
and I don't want to say talent because don't get me wrong, Nia Jax is pretty solid in the ring for her experience, but it is the lack of experience. By care, I mean like she just takes a body and throws it. Like, how, yeah. how are you not more careful with people? I don't. I didn't really realize that Nia Jax had some botched moments when wrestling. I didn't really realize it until people were saying, "Oh, this isn't the first time. It's like the fifth and sixth time." Mark, like you just said. And I was just like, if this is the case, get her out of here. We can't uh, have her. At keep- least send her down and let her work on it. I'm not, I'm not saying fire her, but Bro, of course get not. her off the main show. I, feel, I, I believe the toll is up to you. add Becky to the, to the list. She injured Charlotte, Asuka, Bailey's shoulder. These are the biggest names Sasha in the Sasha Banks division. was out for about a month, a uh, couple weeks ago. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss and Zelina Vega at yeah. Evolution. I believe that's the full list if I missed one or two. Excuse me, but... Yeah, you, Mark, you're, you make, that's the house that this woman's division was built on, those names. So if we keep throwing Nia Jax into the ring with them, into heavy storylines, you know, who's to say she's not going to get in the ring with uh, when because, you know, she is technically the number one contender. Who's to say she doesn't botch something up with Ronda and then they lose her? Who knows? Just, if, that, if, that, if that's the case, me and I are going to have some words. But is, like, that, is that a chance you're willing to take? Just like rewatching the instance so many times on Raw, like, what was she doing? Why would you do that? Like, it's not even like, she's, there's no reason, there's no way she was told, like, all right, knock Becky down. There's no way Becky was ever supposed to be on the floor during that whole thing. And she just takes a fucking freaking swing at her and hits her in the face. And why? It's, it's yeah, it's a, when you watch it back, slow. It's the closed fist. And I'm not saying it's blatant. It was on purpose. But you got the closed fist. You're coming real tight. What do you expect? You got an, and she, a real nice shiner on Becky Lynch. Tom Phillips said it. She's got a broken face. Yep. So it's it, it'll be tough. But nonetheless, we're going to step aside for our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll get into the rest of Survivor Series Raw and SmackDown. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. Matt Weinstein, uh, Matt Andrew Sverdio not here this week. little force I have it there. Matt Weinstein, Mark Sanger, Modern Day Klimaraja here with you this week. So we'll move it on to the men's Survivor Series teams. A little bit of a shakeup on that Raw team this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on the SmackDown team, Daniel Bryan is out. He's now in the main event scene with the title. And uh, they put in Jeff Hardy. Well, you know, both teams as well, but I, I figured we'd go back. For the Raw does ha- did have a shakeup as well because we didn't know. Because originally, you know, a couple weeks ago we were saying, is Angle going to be there? Is Corbin going to be there? The two of them officially... Off the team, Finn Balor had a match against Dolph Ziggler. He got the win. Stephanie puts Finn Balor on the team. Bobby Lashley beat Elias. Bobby Lashley is on the team. So we have officially a five-on-five. We got for Raw, it's Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Finn Balor. And for SmackDown, The Miz, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and, of course, the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah, you got to put the best in the world on that match. In that card, I mean, how can you not after being the best in the world, literally? I'm not a fan of Shane being on this match, though, just because you look at all the stars on this, on both sides, between Strowman, Ziggler, McIntyre, Balor, even Lashley, too. And then you have The Miz, Mysterio, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, and then Shane McMahon. 
Like, why Shane? Why? And he's in there over Randy Orton, uh, Andrade, Ciel, Amos. Yeah, it's... I'm just like, come on, man. What are you doing? It's funny. I thought that for sure Randy Orton would be on there. Yeah. I thought that too. Why is... You know what I'm saying? I figure he's the guy. He's he's been in there every year. He's always a, a survivor in there. To have, I get why you have Shane in there to give some sort of legitimacy to that tournament they just had, but and especially Almas, but that one I'll forgive. But Randy Orton's got to be there. And then they scrambled up the plans a little bit after the Becky thing happened. They changed up their matches, and they still didn't put Randy in. They put Jeff Hardy in, which we all love Jeff Hardy, but like you said, I think that has to be Randy's spot. Yeah, that should have been. I mean, but what really has Randy Orton been doing these past couple of weeks on SmackDown? He's literally just been RKO, like RKO, and then just leave. It That's looks it. like they're they're looking to start a feud with he and Rey Mysterio, which I'm all for. But you can't really start the only you can't really start that because of the fact that Survivor Series. Obviously, we got the Raw vs SmackDown matches, so you can't really have any sort of payoff with a Randy Orton Rey Mysterio feud. So let's kind of just start it after Survivor Series. But I'm thinking if Orton's on that team, they could have, you know, like the in-house feud on that team. Yeah. And maybe that's why the two of them, one of a, one or two of the two of them get eliminated on Sunday because they're fighting. Or Orton gets eliminated and he hits Mysterio with an RKO. and he, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something like that. I'm not as down on Team Raw as I originally was. I didn't like uh, how they were being constructed because I thought they are going to put Kurt and Corbin on the team. But then it wound up them both not on the team. Uh, I want to see Elias win that match on Raw to get in, but they gave it to Lashley that... I think Lashley needs that spot more than Elias does. Elias is white hot, and wrestling aside, he can come out, play his guitar, sing his song, he's going to be over. Bobby Lashley, especially as that dominant heel that he's supposed to be, he needed that win. He gets in there so he can put on a show with some of the best SmackDown has to offer. We're going to see you know, Bobby Lashley in the ring against Samoa Joe, Bobby Lashley in the ring against Rey Mysterio. It's good matchups here that I'm looking forward to at the very least. Yeah, so am I. I mean, I'm all Team Raw for this just because the fact that Shane McMahon's on Team SmackDown, but I think you're absolutely right. You can build off so many storylines with everyone on the Raw side with Strowman and Ziggler McIntyre, Finn Balor finally getting some action, you know. He just gets these dumb little single matches, and now he's actually part of something. Even Bobby Lashley, to put him over, like you said, Elias go out there, play his guitar, and he'll be he'll get he'll get a cheer for uh, sneezing, and the fans will cheer exactly. for him. Exactly, he'll be just fine. Yeah, exactly. But this will give a little push for Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. I do fear for uh, Finn Balor in this match, just because Drew McIntyre is being built up. Braun Strowman is the guy. Like all these guys, like what is he really going to do in this? I feel like he's like fodder. Like he's just going to get eliminated. I hope not, but. Like, I feel like Dolph Ziggler could be in that he, same position. He's there too, yeah. However, I'm not. I don't think I'm necessarily nervous of that because, regardless, he's in the match. Good spot for Finn Balor. He could showcase what he's got. Everybody in the entire world knows he's one of the best in the ring in the entire company. Obviously, it just depend, depends how the cards fall, who this match is, who they're looking to highlight in this match, what trying, what kind of stories they're trying to tell during this match. And on and on after that. Yeah. So it depends on what's in the cards for Finn Balor after Survivor Series. If there's something big, then yeah, he'll have a good showing. But it could just be, you know, he's, uh, you know, upper mid Carter on Raw. He fills that spot. We didn't want to have Corbin or Kurt Angle in that match. So there you go. Mm-hmm. There's your guy. 
You know, it's funny. I'm looking at the 2017 card from Survivor Series. I forgot Baron Corbin was the champion at one point. He was United States yeah, champion, Yeah, you know, right? I forgot that, and he beat The Miz last year. And look where he is now. And then he won the Money in the, uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. Lost, lost that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but see, here's the thing about Baron Corbin. You mentioned, oh, he was champion, he was Money in the Bank, he lost it all. He's He's got himself a good little spot right now on Raw. Yeah. He's on TV every week in high-profile storylines. He's the, I get, what is they calling him, acting general manager is yeah. the official term. He And he's good. He's good at they that have to like job. Him for sure. He's, and I feel like if they weren't so high on Baron Corbin before this, because that was the rumor that, you know, Baron Corbin was kind of, you know, on the way down. Management wasn't really happy with him. But they give him this spot. He took the ball and rolled and ran with it. He's putting on great work, whether he's wrestling in his TGI Friday's waiter's vest <laughs> or he's cutting promos. He's just being that heel authority figure who will have to face consequences eventually. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is definitely good for him. Um, I wonder where like the end game is, though, in this. If Stephanie will one day just be like, you're done, or maybe sooner rather than later. Maybe, maybe if they, I think Raw's going to win, but we'll do that later. But maybe if Raw loses, he gets like, consequences. I'm not sure. Well, the biggest thing, the consequences that he is going to face, regardless of if Raw wins or loses, is that Stephanie, Stephanie cut that deal with Braun Strowman that if ba- if Braun Strowman keeps his hands off of Baron Corbin until after Survivor Series, he'll get a universal title shot. He can pick the stipulation, everything about it, and then he can he can do whatever he wants to Baron Corbin. So, and that really puts it all into perspective, like what Stephanie really cares about. Obviously, this is a, this isn't a real. She wants she, to this isn't how she feels. She wants obviously she wants to beat her brother, but it's funny that Braun Strowman clears the ring of the entire tag division on Monday Night Raw in their battle royal. Half of them just left, half of them he laid out, and it's, oh, I want Baron Corbin and I want Brock Lesnar. All right, well, if don't don't touch Baron Corbin, you'll get him after Survivor Series, after you beat my brother Shane. It's ridiculous. You know, Matt, we were watching here in the studio, and we thought – Ah, great. Is, Bar- is Strowman really about to win the tag titles again? <laughs> like <laughs> we, we didn't know what was going on. Well, I thought Nicholas was going to come out. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was looking for. But for him to just <laughs> run right through the Raw tag the division, raw that tag. just got – so now just, again, we'll get, but that makes the Raw tag division look awful yeah, he buried heading that. into their big match this weekend against SmackDown. On the pre-show. And they all re- well, and I don't think so. I don't think yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. It is on the pre-show. It's official. Ah, that's bad. Yeah, that's I bad mean, when you have the cruiserweights on this card too, and they're not on the pre-show. Spoiler: It has to be SmackDown. They this was in the new day. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Regardless of whether even before Braun Strowman ran through the Raw tag division, you you look at up and down at the teams, and you're like, yeah, they got the Usos in the new day on SmackDown Raw. You know. After Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, who we'll give some credibility to, even though they haven't really won anything, after that you got nothing. You, you got the B team, man. They were tag champs. You got the B team. <laughs> they were hot for a minute. Yeah, the exact the exact team. You got Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are the champions. You got the, the captains. Or the captains, excuse me. Then you got the the Revival, Lucha House Party, the B team, and the good old Ascension. <laughs> so the Revival are credible. Uh, like we said, we'll, we'll are give, they though? They keep losing. We'll give it to Rudin Gable, but uh, Rudin, I feel like Rudin Gable are the only 
whether like I feel the revival should be credible. I I know they the can the work. Not. Same thing with Lucha House Party. The only credible team on this side is Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Are they though? They were losing house shows not a couple like a couple weeks ago. Like it's just so sad that this is what it's come down to for the SmackDown. I mean the the tag team division on Raw. I mean everyone knows how good Bobby Roode is, but he's being demoted to something like this. It stinks. Even the revival. We the revival is one of the better tag teams that NXT's ever seen. And they keep losing week in and week out. It's like, come on. Here's the problem that, that WWE ran into is that right before all of these raw tag teams need to come together and face off against SmackDown, three tag te- well, two of the, the, the past two tag team champions on Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, split up. They're not going to be in this match. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre are at the top of the card. They're in the main event, the five-on-five singles match. So that takes the two top teams away from the the equation. Plus, you throw the Authors of Pain. They're the champions, so they're having their own match. So that leaves you with nothing. That leaves you with what you had, and I believe the the only other team on Raw who's not in this match is Heath Slater and Rhino, which... It doesn't add or it doesn't add at, anything. Uh, at the next uh, superstar shakeup, we gotta send over a team or two from SmackDown and uh, try to bolster this division up a little bit. It won't shock me, you know, if you see uh, the Usos or even Sanity come over to Raw if that's the case. But yeah, it's just so sad that this is what this tag team has done. Honestly, I can see it. Possibly thinking about it now, looking at this tag team division and how bad it is because the uh, Shields not getting back together. I don't know what's going to happen with Dolphin McIntyre. I think they they'll be they'll st- they may still team, but I feel they're done with the tag division. They're going to so, stay in the main event. So I mean, this might be a this might be a time for uh, undisputed era call up. You think? Because see how weak this this t- is a bad tag division, and AOP is just going to keep running through everyone if the way they're at right now. So I mean, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. I just thought about it now, just looking at it. And now you could even say really any tag team on NXT, obviously Undisputed Era at the top of that tag division, but who else? You have the War Raiders, who are in a story with the Undisputed Era right now. You have Mustache Mountain, who are kind of do have their hands full. They're, they're with NXT. They're with NXT UK. So they're doing a little of everything. Then you have guys like the Street Profits or uh, with the last one, Heavy Machinery, yeah. who – Two good tag teams, but they're not ready for a call. Yeah, neither. And oh, you've the uh, Forgotten Sons as well, too. The forgotten Sons, yeah. Th- they're, they're not ready, yeah. Exactly. So, as good an idea it might be to get some fresh talent on Raw in that tag division, they're really, with the, with the exception of the Undisputed Era, who I don't think will come up yet. Not that they're not ready, but I think they have plenty left to do in NXT. Yeah. You don't have much. You don't have many options. Yeah. With, with the exception of a superstar shakeup, like Mark said. Well, did you hear that um, this this, this uh, yesterday they were supposed to have something at uh, MetLife Stadium, like a little like house show, where it was like you get to meet like um, some of like the B-list superstars, and you allowed to get to see a couple of matches. And apparently, for the first time in years, it was supposed to be Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder teaming up against the Singh brothers. I did see that. That's right. So maybe they're trying to work their way back into... I just feel bad for like the new day and the Usos in this match because it's such like a throwaway match, and those two teams deserve so much better on like a big four pay per view than the, like this throwaway match even, in the pre show. E- even Sanity and Gallows and Anderson too; those are two very good tag teams and yeah. great wrestlers. Yeah, those are two great tag teams, great wrestlers. But 
who have been getting the short end of the uh, end, end of the stick for the better part of a year, at least in the case of the New Day and the Usos, they've been at the top of the tag division. They've been throwing the championships back and forth. They've at least they've been on TV, had storylines, and to have this match on the pre-show, which I'm kind of bummed out about, regardless of who's in this match and how it may turn out. This is, you know, the men's match and the women's match, and this too, it's the culmination of your whole division. This happens once a year. Again, I hate to be like that, but it it does only happen once a year that Raw and SmackDown do go head-to-head. So I feel like this match, especially Raw and SmackDown, have that feel, but, uh, excuse me, the men and women have that feel, but the tag match doesn't have that big fight feel Raw vs. SmackDown, you know? No. Like, another thing is, like, when there's, like, ten people... When there's ten people on the apron, it gets, like, a little goofy to me. Like, I'm watching it, I'm just like, there's so much going there's on. There's a lot like, going like, what, on. Like, what You're is right. this? And, like, it takes me out of it a little bit. But. And now the biggest thing in that match, you do have the ten guys, but I, the way they've been doing it, I would assume they'll keep it together as if one person of the tag team... Like, if Chad Gable gets pinned, he and Bobby Roode are both out. I would assume that's the way they're going to keep doing it, just so that match isn't for, take doesn't take forever. Yeah, I don't know if that's like the rule or not, but that would definitely help. That's the, what they that's what they've been doing the past two the years. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way they do it again. So we got one more segment to talk about before we take a break, and then we'll head into the predictions. But Brock Lesnar made his return to Monday Night Raw with Paul Heyman, and he was met by Jinder Mahal. <laughs> It was a cute callback to what almost happened last year until Vince was like, no, we cannot do this. <laughs> it's funny because it's such a fu- – whether Jinder Mahal was good or not, he was the WWE champion. Whether we loved it, whether we hated it, it happened. What a fall from grace <laughs> in such a short time for Jinder Mahal to be WWE champion and then right away he was back to the bottom of the card. A year later, he yeah, this match almost happened last year, champion versus champion. This is now like a running joke yeah. that, oh, he was WWE champion. And to bring him in there, and even Apollo Crews pinned him this week, and he got, and you know, I don't remember who it was, but one of the announcers oh, the biggest win of Apollo Crews' career, he defeated a former world champion. Is that... Doesn't mean much anymore. Like it, I, I feel that is Jinder Mahal's role on the roster now he's the he's a pin com- to former world champion guy and he's like a comedy spot he comes out and he has like guys meditate with him he tried to have Brock meditate and it's Brock terrible destroyed it it doesn't work I mean no one wanted this when he was champion no one liked it it was the whole weren't they like trying was, to they build, were expanding to India Indian but even the Indian market was like we like Roman Reigns we know him. Jinder Mahal's <laughs> really Canadian he's not like, Indian yeah, yeah we, this, this isn't helping and yeah I thought I thought that whole little promo was uh, was funny because even Brock was like hey Paul, you're Jewish. Can't you uh, yeah, it do was, something with this? Which didn't really make any sense. <laughs> you see how far he threw uh, one of the Singh brothers? Yeah. Oh, those Singh brothers. That's the second time that's <laughs> happened. Remember they're, Randy? Remember Randy? They're like 100 pounds soaking uh, wet. Realistically, they're probably like 150. I think it's funny, too, with that because they literally just get beat up every week. It's not even like they get a punch in. Listen, they get beat up And that's a callback to why I'm so worried about Daniel Bryan. Like, Oh, yeah. Brock is throwing around Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, these big guys. Now he's going to go against Daniel Bryan, who's probably like 100 pounds lighter than these other guys. And uh, yeah, it's, Please it's be a, careful. Because, yeah, if Brock, if you're listening. Please be careful. We, you know, we enjoy watching Daniel Bryan wrestle. We, I enjoy watching Daniel Bryan live his life. Yeah, I, I would I, like to continue too. to watch that. But um, 
back to you know the German suplex on one of the Singh brothers. A full rotation, he landed on his head. And like you said, Mark, a little over a year ago when Orton was feuding with Jinder Mahal, when he back suplexed one of the Singh brothers onto the table, he got a, he got a lot of air, and Randy was just like, oh, wow, I didn't realize he yeah, was that his, his light. his reaction was very funny, but... But yeah, Clem, you make a good point. Those Singh brothers, eh, they take good bumps. That's what <laughs> they they're, take, t- they, they're they, team they players. They take a beating. That's for sure. And they really haven't even had the opportunity to, lucky for them, because Jinder's not doing much, yeah. which don't even really matter. One of them like, just came back like recently from injury. Yeah, uh, he, he tore his ACL, was out for a year, was cleared, didn't come back for like another six months because what are they going to do? Yeah, It didn't even matter. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to step aside for one quick break. When we come back, we will get you those predictions for this weekend, both Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver War Games. But first, we're going to step aside. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. Shock the system. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, Mark Sanger, Klimaraja here with you. That's Chris Klimazuski. So we got to jump in to these predictions for the week. We'll start off NXT TakeOver War Games. Every couple months, we get to one of these big fours, we get a TakeOver, and we look at the card and say... You know, I think this could be the best takeover ever. And every time we say, yeah, this was it, this was (laughs) it. This past uh, summer in Brooklyn, I was there. It was incredible. A couple months later, here we go. We have four matches on tap. I'm really looking forward to it. So am I. I mean, like I think, you, like you said, it keeps building up week. Every time a takeover comes on, this might be the best one ever, this might be the best one ever. But this really can be just because there's only four matches on this card, so you get to drag out whatever storylines they had. And you can see just just see all these matches go at it all at once. Yeah, I think that's really good that there's only four matches. You can really give them all the proper time. And I think that goes a long way. I'd much rather a show with four matches than, like, eight, if the eight aren't as good, you know. And they usually, the standard for the past at least, past year and a half to two years worth of takeovers has been five match cards mm-hmm. this one's only got the four because they're going to give them all time the fifth one was reported to be matt riddle versus cassius ono that'll be pre-recorded beforehand aired on the following week's nxt that show is always really good it's always a hot crowd two great matches usually so i'm looking forward to matt riddle versus cassius ono but we'll get into the card nxt takeover war games first match the nxt women's championship on the line Two out of three falls between Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. Right away, I think let's just go into these predictions. Mark, who do you got? I think Shayna Baszler's going to retain. Um, for me, I don't think it makes sense to drop the belt immediately after she just won it off Kyrie Sane at Evolution. Um, but it's two out of three falls. There could be a lot of uh, interesting elements here with the horsewoman behind her and maybe uh, Kyrie Sane gets some help in there. I'm not really sure. I'm with Kyrie Sane. Just because I did my research, and for the people who have won championships twice, whether it's tag champions or uh, men's champions, they really haven't held it for long. So I'm going to say Kyrie Sane wins it, and I think you see a possible Shayna Baszler call-up to the SmackDown women's roster who's missing, who still is missing someone on that tag on that tag team. So I'm going to say Kyrie Sane. Yeah, so I'm going to agree with Mark. I got Shayna Baszler. Again, Chris, you make a good point that Every two-time champion kind of just lost it right away, with uh, with the exception of the Undisputed Era still yeah. champions. But, again, she just won the title back in 
dis, in, you know, in a deciding victory, a decisive victory against Kyrie Sane. She looked like an animal. Now she's got the two of the four horsewomen, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Schaefer, with her. I don't think there's any stopping her. However, I think that down the line, I have heard rumblings of potentially seeing May Young Classic finalists Tony Storm and Io Shirai in the corner of Kyrie Sane moving on. We could possibly see a six-woman program after TakeOver. Mm. So that'll be something to look forward to. But I got Shayna Baszler. I think she's going to retain that title. We'll move it on. The next match on this card, the grudge match, Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black. This one, I'm, I think I'm probably most excited for this match on Saturday night. So I think so am I, too. It, Johnny Gargano and this Aleister Black feud has been building up ever since Aleister Black got knocked out and no one knew who it was. And then you see about, what, like three weeks ago, you see Gargano, it was like, I'm right here. It was me. I was just like, what? Johnny Gargano turning heel. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And I think Gargano is going to pull away from this match as the winner just because what the last his last couple of matches, he keeps losing this guy. So he needs a win now. And I think a win over Alistair Black with all the momentum he has as a heel, I think he's going to do it. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Johnny Gargano is going to win. Uh, I feel like all the momentum is going his way. He's like really building in the story right now with Alistair Black. Um, there's been there could be some stuff going on. If Tommaso Ciampa gets involved. There's definitely like other variables that could happen in this match. But I think Johnny Gargano is going to win. You know, you guys are really bumming me out <laughs> because I came in here today. I was like, oh, I got a great pick. They're not going to take it. They're not going to know what's happened. They're going to disagree. I think Johnny Gargano is going to win too. I thought the two of you guys were for sure going to say Alistair Black. You know, I was thinking Alistair Black originally like a week and a half ago, but then as I got. As I was watching more NXT, and I was really looking into it. I was like, no, Gargano's going to win. He keeps losing to Ciampa. He had beef with Velveteen for, like, that hot second. And I'm like, you know what? This guy needs a win, and this is the win to do it, especially especially against Al- a guy like Aleister Black. Can you argue that Aleister Black needs this win, too? You could. You definitely could, but my rationale for choosing Johnny Gargano is Aleister Black could take the loss, and Wednesday night could walk out like a bat out of hell – Black mass, spin kick, everybody in his path, get in the ring and take whatever he wants. Get in Regal's face. I want this. I want this person. I want a championship match, whatever it is. Obviously, he may not get it right away, but he's just that intimidating figure, whereas a loss I don't really think would hurt him, whereas Johnny Gargano, if he comes out the next night doing the same thing, arguing and complaining and saying, I want this, I want this, Johnny, you lost again. You haven't won a match since April. Yeah. So that's why I, I got be, Johnny G. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a double count out or like, like a weird finish. Well, I was even thinking, too, you know, I was just like, if Johnny wins and, like you said, Alex Black comes into Wednesday night and be like, oh, I want this, I want that, and be like, I want my title back that I really never did lose. Like, because he did get cheap shot by Johnny Gargano, but Johnny Gargano would be like, hey, I just beat you. I need the title match against Ciampa. And then you could have, like, a three-way of Ciampa wins. We could have that triple threat that was the plan for Brooklyn before Aleister Black went down with that injury. That, I, That's a good point, Chris. I think that could be Always where we're going. Here. So, anyway, we'll segue it right along to the NXT championship match, Tommaso Ciampa versus the Velveteen Dream. Chris, I guess you just you kind of just spoiled it right there. You think... You got Tommaso Ciampa? I got Ciampa. I love Velveteen. I love his gimmick. I love him. I love... All th- everything about Velveteen, 
But I think like Champa's on a on a rampage right now. He's not stopping whatever at whatsoever. So I think he's going to beat Velveteen th- on Saturday. Yeah, I hate to agree again, but I also think Tomas Chop is going to win. I don't think it makes sense right now to give him the Velveteen Dream. Um, obviously, he's really good. He's fun. He's entertaining. But with all the momentum Tomas Chop has and what he's going to have after whatever happens with Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano, I feel like it has to be him. Exactly. The Gargano-Aleister Black match could go either way, but this match, to keep the feud between the three of them, Gargano, Champa, and Aleister Black going, Tommaso Champa has to hold on to that title unless we could potentially see Velveteen Dream come away with this victory and the three of them off on, on the side, yeah, they all got beef with each other. They also all have a claim to the NXT title, but Velveteen Dream is just like, guys, I'm over here. Maybe we get a fatal four-way. So I think I just I think I think just worked myself into it. I got Velveteen Dream wow. winning the NXT you know, championship You know what? This now you, you just said that. I might, I'm might. i thinking of this story, possible storyline now. Say Velveteen wins, and you have the three of them facing each other. You could just have, hey, Lars Sullivan just could be like me versus Velveteen. I just kicked the snot out of Velveteen two weeks ago on NXT. I need this title match. And then you can even have that. As, ooh, I'm, I'm still going to take Trump, but that's even a there's, great storyline, There's just too. so much talent at yeah. the top of NXT. You have those five guys. Then we talked about Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono. Throw a guy like EC3 in there. Ricochet, Pete Dunne. Keith all Lee. All of the Undisputed Era, Keith Lee. You have so much main event ready talent on NXT that, yeah, I think it would make sense for this three-way story between Gargano, Ciampa, and Aleister Black to continue. However, you have everybody else. I got Velveteen Dream taking away that championship from Ciampa. I'm going to stay with Ciampa. So will I. So now the final match on this NXT TakeOver card, the namesake, War Games. The Undisputed Era consisting of Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish taking on Hanson and Rowan, the War Raiders, Pete Dunne, and Ricochet. This is the hardest to predict just because of everything that goes with it. This is going to be like 45 minutes, brutal. You know, it's ever it's going to be absolutely nuts, out of control. Mark, I know you're relatively new to NXT. Did you ever watch that first take uh, that first War Games match? I watched it back a long time ago and uh it's like you said it's chaos. It's a lot of fun and uh they, they won their match on Wednesday on NXT to get the advantage. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly won it. So I think they do, like, the pods or something, so the Undisputed Era gets to go in last. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm not 100% sure of the thing. They didn't, didn't really explain it. But they said they get advantage. Exactly. So. The Undisputed Era, they get the advantage. They're the best thing going. Oh, they really are. Absolutely. And we just said it in our last segment that we could possibly, you know, a possible Undisputed Era call-up to Raw. That's how good they are. But... This is gonna be a great match. I haven't. I never watched the full match. I've seen highlights of it because I had no. I have no idea what a war game. I match would go was. back and watch it before tomorrow night. All right. Yeah. I'll probably do yourself do, that favor. I'll do that tonight, um, or even after the show, I might do it because I had no idea what a war game. Everyone's like war games. I see two cages. I'm like, what's going on here, guys? <laughs> this. this is. It's the two rings, two cages. It it's out of this yeah. world. And I wa- I watched it. Ba- I watched the highlights from from it last year. And I was just like, whoa! I you do yourself that favor. So anyway, we'll get get to predictions. Chris, you want to go first? I'll go first. I'll take the War Raiders, Pete Dunne, and Ricochet. All right. I, I'm the and the only re- the only two reasons I'm doing that is because because uh, Kyle O'Reilly won the advantage 
on Wednesday. So I feel like, you know what, they won the advantage. They have to – it'll be cool if they can come back. And Undisputed won, Undisputed Era won last year. So I'm with that, And those are the, the only real sole reasons why. I mean, look, War Raiders are strong, are great, and even if they do win, you can say, hey – if the, whatever the next, whenever the next takeover is, we want Undisputed Era at that takeover. I'm taking Undisputed Era to win this match. Um, when I was watching on Wednesday, there was uh, there was a rift brewing between uh, Pete Dunne and Ricochet. They both wanted to fight for the advantage, and then it turned out neither of them got that right. And then they came out kind of to make the save. Looked like Pete Dunne might have got hurt. It's probably a work for the match. But right. all that being said, and Undisputed Era having the advantage, I'm going to take them. I also have the Undisputed Era just to. Again, of the two teams, they're the one that is a cohesive unit. The four of them are a legitimate team, obviously, on the other side. The War Raiders are a team. Yeah, but Ricochet and Pete Dunne have had great matches against each other the past several weeks, so I I think that'll come into play. They won't be able to work together, something like that. I got the Undisputed Era, but I also have Ricochet doing some sort of ridiculous move off the top of the cage onto somebody on a table. (laughs) Look out for that. It'll be the spot of the weekend. So that'll do it for NXT. We'll run through Survivor Series now. Cruiserweight Championship on the line. Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. One of these days, they have to, they have got to put that title on Mustafa Ali. They really do. He's been chasing it forever. I, I don't watch uh, 205 Live, but uh, I'm going to take Buddy Murphy just because. Yeah, I, it's one of the, they really got it. He's the best guy they got. He really is. But I don't think this is, this is when they're going to do it. I got Buddy Murphy. You know what? You guys pick both pick Buddy Murphy. I don't watch 205 for anything. I don't even know no storylines, nothing. I'm just going to pick Mustafa Ali. You're going to pick Mustafa Ali. Just to be different. Just to be different. You'll, you'll make it interesting. Different. All right. So now we'll move it on. The, the, the tag team, five on five. So we got Raw, which is Root and Gable, The Revival, Lucha House Party, B-Team, and The Ascension, versus SmackDown, The Usos, New Day, Gowles and Anderson, Sanity, and The Colognes. I got SmackDown. Again, you got New Day and the Usos. I think they'll be the survivors. Yep. It's it's easy money. I agree. I don't think there's any way you can not have SmackDown win this match. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about locks of the weekend? It's this. I think that's, that, that's the only they're, lock of the weekend. They're up there, yep. It's, it's literally because you have, you know, it's funny. There's four uh, tag teams on this SmackDown team that would easily be the best tag team on that Raw team. Yeah, you're right. Like, even if Gallows Anderson was on Raw, they'd be the best tag team on Raw. Okay. You, don't, you don't have money on the colognes? Get the heck out of here, man. Come on. <laughs> All right, so we'll move are on. Are they still selling timeshares? They should be. It was wildly entertaining. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. So, so we'll move it on. The women's five-on-five, Team Raw, Nia Jax, Tamina, Natalia, Mickey, and Ruby Riot taking on Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, and that fifth spot is a question mark. My guess is just, yeah, I guess they'll just throw Mandy Rose in there, right? Either Mandy or Lana or... It'd be cool if they did someone like... like I don't know. Who? I don't know. Who you got? It, it's I not even nostalgia anymore because you saw them all in Evolution. Right. I got four people who it could possibly be. Go for it. Mandy Rose, obviously. Okay. Nikki Cross. You saw her two weeks ago. Possibly. Like it's worst. possible. Depending on how the NXT women's title goes, Shayna Baszler, like I said before, or you bring in Botch Mode. You're thinking Brie Bella. Because I, right. I, I, I really couldn't see it. You can't see the Iconics. I mean, Do you really want Lana on the team? Like Not at all. Exactly. <laughs> but I'll so. hit you with it. I don't think it matters anyway. I think he got Mandy Rose in there, and we got Team SmackDown taking the victory because Asuka will be the sole survivor. She's going to get that push she needs. You stole my take. 
I, I was going to say, I, I don't think it matters. I think Asuka's going to run through this, and we're going to reestablish Asuka, and she's going to eventually feud with either Becky or Charlotte, whoever winds up being the I champion. think that the plan could have been to have Nia and Tamina look strong at the end, but now Not after anymore. the heat with, with Nia Jax, I don't think so. She may, she, They might just feed her to Nia to Asuka, which I, I have love zero that. issue with. It's yeah. usually the spot where they get counted out, the, the big person or whatever, yeah. but I hope Asuka just runs up to her yep. and just knocks her down. What do you got, Chris? I would say the same thing with SmackDown. Asuka, I don't think Asuka will be the lone survivor, but I think she will be the person coming up with the with the final pin on whoever she pins. But I'm looking at this Raw team. This shouldn't even be the team. It should, In reality, it should be Sasha, Bailey, Ruby Riot, Ember, and some other fifth member like uh, like Natalia. Well, that's the whole thing is that Alexa Bliss picked the team. She's becoming that heel authority figure, which I'm really digging. So obviously she was going to pick that team. It makes sense that she made Sasha and Bailey wrestle. Say, like, oh, just kidding, you know. It makes sense, but then you have Sasha, Bailey, and Ember off the card. Right, which which is an issue, but we got to move it on. So the Altars of Pain versus Sheamus and Cesaro, which is run through the picks. Mark, I'll take AOP. I'll take the bar. All right, so on that deciding vote, I think as much as I love Sheamus and Cesaro and wish they could have the world, I got AOP. It's too soon in their dominant run to suck, to give them a loss. The bar can take a loss. I got AOP, but I have money on the big show knocking out Drake Maverick. Yes. So we'll move it on. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I'll take Nakamura because of Dean Ambrose. Same thing, Nakamura. I think... I get where you guys are coming. I got Rollins, but afterwards we see Rollins and Dean Ambrose coming to blows. I hope that happens. I'd rather, That's what I'd I rather see Seth get the win. I got Seth taking the win, and that. but it makes sense. Nick Nakamura needs a win. Perfect way to get it. Dean Ambrose, some chicanery there. The Team Raw, which is, where is it? Where did I write it? There we go. Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Finn Bauer, Bobby Lashley, taking on SmackDown. Shane, Jeff. Joe, Mysterio, Miz. I got Team Raw, and I have your survivors, Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take Raw for sure. I can't see McIntyre or Braun losing in this match. Maybe McIntyre, but I definitely can't see Braun losing this match. I'll take Raw. Uh, I'll take SmackDown. Yeah? Who do you uh, got Who do you got winning it for them? I got... Uh, why can't I look? I got Samoa Joe and The Miz. Samoa Joe and The Miz. All right. That's that's something I wouldn't mind seeing. Two matches left. Quickly, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Charlotte. Really? Charlotte. I say I even said this when Becky Lynch was on the card. You give Ronda the loss now when it's not she's not giving up the title. So it makes perfect sense to have Charlotte win here and then you can build off that feud as well too. I would have agreed with it when it was Becky Lynch, but I it's think not. now if the plan is to have Becky Ronda main event mania. I think you have Ronda run through Charlotte, and you have Ronda's first loss. She drops the title at Mania to Becky Lynch. I completely agree. I would have had it. I would have had Becky one if she was in it. She's not in it anymore. There's no build for this match. Just give it to Ronda. Give it to Ronda. She needs it more than Charlotte does. Finally, we got Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion, taking on Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion. Mark, what do you got? So you're not gonna like this, but I I just can't see a finish. Uh... Brock's not going to lose. Daniel Bryan's... I told you that earlier in the week. <laughs> you, you mentioned it to me, and I was like, ah, he's right. I, I hate him anyway, Matt's right. He's right. Here's here's what you got. It's got to be a DQ Brock, or a fall. Brock can't take the loss. Daniel Bryan, fresh off a heel turn and a championship win, he can't take the loss. AJ Styles is getting in there. That's why we have an issue. I'm taking Brock with a win just because I've read somewhere that 
you know, they they only changed the title just because they didn't want to see Daniel Bryan. I mean, uh, AJ Styles get beat up two years in a row, so you had to just have Daniel Bryan take the I, I got a dusty finish, but I know there's no way Daniel Bryan is eating a three count. Nonetheless, we'll see what happens this week. Survivor Series, NXT TakeOver, we got plenty to watch. This has been the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org.